This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 27. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Liam Dempsey. And I'm Tara Clays. Today we're joined by Kendall Gilmet. Kendall is a WordPress technical lead at Canopy Studios. He lives and works in Portland, Oregon. Hi, Kendall. Hello. Hey, Kendall. How are you? Thanks for joining us today. Can Thanks you for tell us? Me. Oh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? A little bit more than Tara shared? Yeah. Um, so I'm. I've been in the web development business for about 20 years, started um, kind of right out of college, uh, got a job at a regional marketing firm, basically doing um, like pre-press work. And that evolved and I taught myself web development and have kind of grown in that realm and started working with WordPress specifically about 10 years ago and um, kind of have taught myself that the whole way um, I have a art and design background. Um, so the technical side of things um, has been kind of no formal training, but have um, definitely um, spent a lot of time and energy diving into that. Um, so uh, yeah. And, and then on the personal side of things, um, like Tara said, I live in Portland, Oregon, um, married, have two little boys and uh, love being outside and um, I love baseball. So those are kind of my, my vices. Baseball. So I heard the world series was fantastic. Did you, would it you was. agree with that assessment? Yeah, it was one of the best ones um, in a while. Although uh, last year probably would um, take the kick for me. I'm a Chicago Cubs fan, so that was pretty special for me. But um, yeah, this year was really exciting to watch. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm from suburban Chicago, and I I like Wrigley Field because it's a nice beer garden. But mm-hmm. I've got a lot of family who were just thrilled to see the Cubs win. Are you are you why are you a Cubs fan? That's uh, interesting. You're you're pretty far away from from the Cubs yeah. down. Yeah, I grew up in Chicago, um, in the suburbs, uh, out west, um, in Glen Ellen. And um, so that's where my Chicago fandom comes from. Um, Moved out west, lived in Seattle for a while, but moved out west about um, 10 plus years ago as well. Cool, 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 cool. So your your story about how you got to where you are today, something, uh, the print designer in me, picked up on the you started doing pre-press work tell us just a little bit about that uh we enjoy chatting with people who've transitioned from print to web tara and i both have done so so it's always interesting to hear how other have walked the road it does yes oh sorry go ahead it does be a little something about your age though so that means you're not 20 (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so i um like studied art in college and like mainly painting and printmaking. Um, so there's not a lot of kind of job jobs 
uh, up for that. Um, and I knew someone who started the, like the regional, um, design communications company. They started in like, um, doing like CD-ROM development and multimedia slideshows. So that shows my age yeah. a little bit more. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, uh, they had, um, they hired me, I think as a web guy or something at, in very nondescript terms at that, at that point. Right. But, um, those early days. Yeah. Uh, and, but they had a, they were doing work for a toy company. Um, and so they shot all of the products. Um, they photographed them and they all needed to be like outlined and, you know, the backgrounds knocked out and, and things like that. So, that's kind of where it started. And, and from there, um, they needed help like, basically maintaining websites um, more than, than building new ones. And so there was, I'm trying to think of, um, oh shoot, I'm trying to think of the name. It was like this really arcane, strange um, development platform. Uh, it's totally gone. I'm glad it's totally gone because <laughs> it was horrible. But, um, but yeah, so I started on that and then kind of started working on like HTML, CSS, like hand coding stuff from there. So Did cool. a lot of flash too, flash development. That's actually where I learned more of my coding scripting skills was doing flash development. Fantastic. Which, yeah. So you flash action script and you could actually write yeah. that kind of stuff. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yep. I was didn't know I knew just enough how to be just absolutely dangerous. If it worked, woohoo, but if it didn't, oh I was right. I was out of luck. I was out of luck. So you told us earlier that you got into WordPress about ten years ago. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? What what caught your fancy and what kept you there or how did that come about? Yes. Yeah, so um my sister worked at a nonprofit and they needed a website and um I kind of I think I had kind of heard about WordPress. I don't even know how I initially heard about it, um, but was thought that that would be a good solution. And and so actually the first WordPress site I coded, I didn't use themes. And so basically like, I don't even like looking back, I'm like, how did that even work? I have no idea. But, <laughs> we all have um, that site. We all have that yeah, site exactly. story, right? How did that happen? How did it work? But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, I, I was like, Oh, well, let's give this a shot and um, did that. And then kind of gotten, didn't really get involved with the community per se, but like kind of was able to access more stuff online um, and figure out how to do things right or more right than I had been doing it. And um, I've tried to keep doing that. Yeah. That's a, that's a great phrase. More right. Uh, as we look back on the things, both design and development, right? That which we did three years ago. Oh, geez. All right. Well, that was yeah. younger me. Um, right. Although every once in a while, it's nice to look back on our old work and say, I still kind of like that. I'm, I'm pleased with that. Yeah, totally. There's a, um, I did a, like a JavaScript interact, interactive map of, at this point, probably eight years ago or something. And I think it might still be in use. And I'm like, every time I'm like, I think of that, I go like, check it out. And I'm like, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> now there's probably a plug-in for that that you could use yeah, totally. a third of the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was all hand-coded, like pure JavaScript, no like jQuery or any sort of framework. Cool. It was just going old school. Yeah. 
Well, I suppose yeah. it was the only school at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, so you said you didn't initially get into the WordPress community. You just went it alone and Googled and blogged like a, like a lot of people do. Would I be correct in understanding that you've since been more aware of the community, have become more active, or are you still, um, still flying solo, as it were? Yeah, um, definitely have tried to, um, over the years, um, build up like a network of people to connect with, whether it's through like meetups or um, been to WordCamp in Seattle and Portland here. Um, and I'm actually going to the WordCamp US later this week or cool. whenever this comes out. <laughs> when, it ago, when it happens. Yeah. When it yeah. happens. This year. We got gotcha. you. We got gotcha. you. <laughs> um, and, and so, yeah, definitely um, trying to get more into um, that. And I think, so most of my work has been for, um, clients and haven't, I haven't really pushed toward like releasing any of the stuff that I've made, like as a plugin, like a, in the repository or anything like that. Um, although I know that that's something that, um, that I want to be doing more of personally. And I know, um, at Canopy, that's something that we, um, really strive to do is contribute back to the community. So um, that's definitely something that's kind of on my uh, personal growth list to to kind of get more into contributing um, code and also um, trying to work with maybe younger developers or kind of mentorship kind of things. Yeah, let's talk a little bit about your work at Canopy. I think, uh, if I remember correctly, Tara said you were the senior WordPress uh, developer, senior uh, WordPress lead. What 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 is like? What does work like for you? Kind of nine to five ish, or whatever hours you keep. What what are you doing at work wise? What are you building? What are you developing? Are you theming? Are you more plugging? Are you doing backend? A little bit of everything. What keeps you busy? Yeah. So. Um what we typically do, so we have, we do, um, we support a lot of sites. So we basically maintain um, our client site after their site's been developed, whether it's by us or by somebody else. Um, and so that's um, kind of maintaining security, but it's also adding features, extending what they have. And then um, for clients who want to build a new site, um, that's a lot of, a lot of the work that I do is kind of architecting, planning, um, trying to scope and budget and, um, and then manage the process of, um, delivering on that. So, um, you know, working with other developers in the company to try and execute things and, um, build them to the specifications and the scope that we've determined. So it sounds like you're in a more senior role where you're 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 guiding and steering ships rather than uh, writing code and and definitely pushing out. Code. Okay. But, um, yeah. De- I mean, that's and that's you know one thing that I like um, at Canopy is that um, I get to kind of wear both hats in that way. Um, so it's it's not um, kind of sitting up in an ivory tower. It's um, definitely getting my hands dirty and um, working with the code and working with um, the business requirements and, and things like that. So that's uh, definitely something I enjoy. It's something that, um, so prior to Canopy, I was freelance for about 10 years. And um, 
So I definitely wore all the hats in that. In that <laughs> yeah. Your hat count last was pretty big, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, but it's been nice to have uh, a great team of other people uh, to work with at Canopy and um, kind of focus on the things that I excel at. What prompted you to make the switch from freelancing to working for an agency? And are you distributed or you work, do you go into an office? Yeah, we're all distributed. The company's all distributed kind of throughout uh, North America. Uh, so Canada, the um, United States. And then what prompted the move? Um, it's kind of an interesting story. I had no intention to take a, like a full-time job at an agency. I, um, like I said, I've been doing it for 10 years. I was very much kind of in the flow of working for myself. And uh, a really good friend of mine said that he, um, his friend, so he works in the Drupal world. And um, so Canopy also works in Drupal as well. Um, and so he said, oh, I've got this friend and she's looking for um, a WordPress guy. And I was like, well, um, can't hurt to talk. And uh <laughs> And so we had a conversation and, and it was a, a cool culture. It was nice that it was distributed. Um, so I could kind of keep my day to day really similar. Um, like I said, I've got two kids at home, I like to be around with them, my family. So uh, that was important to me. And uh, yeah, so it just kind of one thing led to another. We kind of tried it out on a trial basis and uh, everything clicked and was, was going smoothly. So um, yeah, so. I'm happy to be at Canopy, and uh, it's a it's a good fit. I think that's awesome. How long have you been there now? Um, full time since April, but I started working with them around December last year. So about a year. About a year. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So let me let me switch around to one of our one of our bigger questions here, and I'm going to ask you to define success whether it's personal or professional or some of both, how, how would you define it? I would say success is, um, success is not making the same mistake twice. I think that's personal and professional. Um, yeah, always. And so, I mean, I guess that answer presupposes a couple of things. One, uh, that you're trying new things. Um, and um, so when you try new things, you often fail. And I think that that's where we learn. And so learning um, by making mistakes. That's a wonderfully simple answer. And... I very much appreciate your view on trying new things, push yourself, make mistakes, don't make it again. How far down the experience of life do you carry that? You know, I can tell you a list of mistakes that I make every single day. And, <laughs> and you know, they're not necessarily horrendous, terrible things, but they're things that I am actively working on. So how do you, how do you measure that success? How do you try to not beat yourself up as it were on those little things that aren't life and death, but overall you'd be better for, as you said earlier, not making that mistake again. 
Yeah. Well, I think that um, I try to have a bit of a, like a mindfulness practice. Um, so um, I think even spending a little bit of time considering those things makes a huge difference. Um, so I, I guess to get to your question, how far do you, down do you take that? Pretty far down um, for me personally. Um, I'm, I'm pretty thoughtful about every part of my life, probably sometimes to my own detriment. Um, but, um, but I'm also pretty happy with my life. And so I, I feel like that, that for me, that's because of that practice of, of thinking about my life and decisions and mistakes and successes and celebrating those. So I'm going to, I'm going to follow you down that path of mindfulness. And if you can share share with us one of your more productive, I'll call it a technique. Maybe it's not ways to maintain that mindfulness. Let's say when you're in the thick of life, whether it's your two wonderful boys, perhaps aren't being as wonderful as you'd like, or that deadline is looming closer than you'd like. And uh, your colleagues at Canopy are wanting that, that bit of code up and going. How do you, how do you maintain that? I think um, that's a really good question. And I think it's, that's the hard part about it um, for me. Um, but a big part of it is trying to stay slow, like within myself. So whether that's even just simply sitting at my desk, taking a deep breath, um, you know, stopping what I'm doing, standing up and, you know, you know, even if it's just like stretching or, you know, something that's like, I guess reminding myself that I'm a human being Um I think is a big part of it. I think that there's a big culture, especially in technology that, um, that we're kind of robots or that, you know, like we can just like sit down and code for 18 hours straight or, and it's like, I've done that, you know, (laughs) and that's not healthy for me. I don't think it's healthy for anyone, but it's certainly not healthy for me. Um, And to just try and remember that, you know, working crazy, 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 unrealistic hours for extended periods of time is not something that's sustainable. And, um, but just, so that's kind of a broad answer to your question, a more, um, tactical technique type thing I think would be, um, breathing. I think breath has a lot to do with it. So taking time to, um, sit with yourself and breathe. Yeah. So that's, that's part of meditation. I love what you said about, um, I love, I wrote it down. You said, reminding myself that I'm a human being. I think that's a really interesting way to look at your day and how, and how you approach things. The fact that you say that you approach everything so thoughtfully, um, but bringing it back to the idea that um, success is never making the same mistake twice sort of assumes that you're going to make a lot of mistakes, no matter how thoughtful you are. So um, does it bother you when you make mistakes? Or do you just say, oh, there's my one time and, <laughs> and I won't do that again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think sometimes it certainly does bother me. And it's kind of what Liam was saying about making, you know, or ha- you know, having some things that are, you know, kind of consistently struggles or what have you. Um, so those things bother me kind of, in general, but specifically, like I try to have a, um, try to have an outlook that's, that is more, um, 
positive, I guess. Yeah. Well, I think if, yeah, sorry. If you, if you are reminding yourself that you're human and that's, isn't that what we say is that I'm only human. So I, I'm not perfect. And uh, I think it's good to remind yourself of that on both of the levels that you've talked about it. So uh, it's a hard thing to keep top of mind and to not beat yourself up when you make mistakes. But when you're thinking about yourself as a human, that, that makes a lot of sense to me when you say that. Yeah. And I think like both personally and professionally too, like um, uh, in my life, I've spent some time kind of running away from mistakes and um, that's a surefire way that you'll never get away from them or never (laughs) overcome them. And so um, that's been a a part of it too, is, is sitting with the mistake and being like, yep, that was a mistake. Um, So taking responsibility, like, I mean, crashing servers or what have you, um, any, any of those things on a professional level, um, those are harder to escape because there's things that are broken or things that don't work or what, whatever. But, um, but even that, instead of being like, oh, it was so-and-so, like they did, you know, like the client did this or like there's a lot of different ways that we can try and shift that and try and assess the situation and take responsibility for it. And uh, I think that that only helps build good teams too. Um, if everybody's kind of willing to take the responsibility for the things that they're responsible for actually. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I really agree with that both in a in negative or difficult situations, but also in positive ways where the team can say, particularly to clients, Hey, you know, our team did this and Mary did that and Tom did that and, and Angie handled that. And yes, I'm the primary client contact. So it was us, it was me, but really, they're the ones who, who carried all the weight. So I think that kind of sharing of positive and negative responsibility is fantastic. So let me ask you this. Um, within work then, what is your favorite thing to do? You said you liked the code. You like to jump around a lot about that. But is that is that troubleshooting? Is that writing new functionality? Is that saying I want to find the right plugin and then I want to tweak it in this way? Where, where, where do you really get your groove on at work? Yeah, I think um, the thing that um, I like the most is trying to um, take business requirements and turn them into something that actually meets those business requirements. And, and that can look a lot of different ways, but mainly what I mean by that is um, more of a architecture, figuring out um, you know, how we can accomplish that goal. Um, so that's typically done in, um, like a planning phase. And then, um, I do enjoy implementing that and seeing it actually work. Um, but I think that the biggest thing for me is, is, um, kind of the creative side. And I think that that ties into my creative background, but, um, the creative side of, um, how do we solve this problem? Yeah, that's cool. That's that's fun. Where you're you're taking what is effectively an email or a bullet pointed list or a note from a conversation, and how can we breathe life into that in a way that is engaging visually, that is well coded and well built, and so that we can look back on it and at least by the time we launch it, still like it, and then yeah. hopefully, like with your JavaScript map, look back on it eight years later and still say, yeah, yeah, I like that. I'm still I'm still pleased with how that turned out. Yep. So let me ask you this. 
we've talked about your definition of success and the way that you work towards that by being mindful and being aware of your breathing and, and really trying to think about what you're doing as you're doing it so that you can do it in a way that you want to do it. What has been your biggest challenge to date and how have you either overcome it or dealt with it? And you can go personal, you can go professional, you can share as candidly or as reservedly as you'd like. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I mean, this kind of goes back to, um, reminding myself that I'm human. Um, work is really important, but it's definitely not the most important thing in my life. So I would say that, um, building and establishing my relationship with my wife has been the biggest challenge, um, for a lot of different reasons. Um, one is that it, there's a, such a strong mirror um, to myself um, that's kind of undeniable. And I think that that's, or I mean, I think some people probably choose to deny it or, or dodge it or, or whatever, <laughs> but um, that's not the road that I've been down. Um, and so I think that that's been the biggest challenge is to kind of um, come together with another human being and try and build a life together. Uh, it's challenging and, and it also has, um, paid off in a huge, huge way. Yeah. There's, I think one of the challenges I find is that I take my spouse for granted a lot because I just, we've been together a long time and he's kind of there and puts up with me working a lot, but I realize that I don't, I don't take any of my clients for granted. Uh, you know, I don't take my work for granted. I, I value that and nurture that way more than I nurture my personal relationships in a lot of ways. So I think that is a huge challenge. I would definitely agree with you there. And it's ongoing, right? We're both, if we're in a longer term relationship, right? We're, we're constantly evolving for better or for worse. We're either making more mistakes or we're not. And, and as individuals, and we're also trying to do it as, as a couple, which is great when it works but it's a lot of work and, and that's not to say it's not enjoyable in its own way. We're going deep in this episode. Yeah. It's the holidays, you know, all those warm, cozy feelings floating through the air, (laughs) (laughs) all the guilt you feel for not spending those quality moments by the fireside. (laughs) Funny. Okay. So getting us back on track. Kendall, what's the single most valuable piece of advice, be it personal or professional, that you've received and implemented in your life? Uh, Never stop learning. I think um, that has always been something that, um, you know, I remember growing up hearing uh, like being a lifelong learner and, um, I wasn't super awesome at school, um, but I always loved learning. And um, I think that's a distinction that some people doesn't make sense to some people and really makes sense to some people. Um, But for me, uh, continuing to learn, like I I think I view learning as not something that's um, other. It's something that's kind of integral to myself and, um, so I'm always curious to kind of figure out how things work. Um, 
be it relationally or technically or whatever. So I think that that's for me, um, is always be learning, um, stay curious and, um, trying to, and that, and that ties back with your success, right? Don't make the same mistake twice. Yeah. If you're not learning, you're going to make the same mistake twice. Yeah. Yeah. And there's always something to learn, especially in this, this environment that we find ourselves in. Things are always changing and there's an endless stream of things to learn. So. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, there's always things to, to pick up and there's always like, I think one thing that, um, working at Canopy. So like I, um, like I said, I was freelance for 10 years, pretty much solo the whole time. Um, and now coming into a more a group environment, um, learning from other people in that way. Um, you know, these other people who have life experiences and who have professional experiences that are different than mine and, and uh, deeper in some areas than mine. So um, always being willing to learn new things about um, that and how to do things differently or better, or at least learn a different way to do it and then kind of assess and see if that is something that would be good to, to implement or learn. At the risk of running our episode long here today, I'm going to ask you a question about learning and your least favorite thing to do within your new job at Canopy. How are you learning to adjust to that and or like it or cope with it or manage it? Whatever your so, least favorite thing to do yeah. now so that you're first, in, a, in a work environment that isn't just you. Yeah. So the first thing that, um, that is my least favorite is keeping track of time. Oh, me too. Um, oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's so, I mean, and I understand that it's obviously so vital to a business and um, to make sense of what we're all doing, especially as it's a large, you know, like it's more than just me or a small handful. You know, we've got a bunch of people, so we've got to kind of understand what they're all up to. Um, and so tracking time is the biggest thing to me that's like um, really has been difficult. And so how am I learning to do that? Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm just, Oh, I'm come trying. on. I really wanted you to enlighten me here. <laughs> um, I think I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to, I've tried a few things actually, since I started one is like setting aside some time to, um, lay out my day. And so I can know, like kind of even like making a calendar, like that's like, okay, from here to here, I'm going to work on this. And, um, and, and that works a little bit. I've tried that. That that's some kind of like time boxing. Um, and then there's always the you know getting pulled into a meeting or getting you know you know the client has an urgent yep. thing or whatever. And so that kind of falls apart sometimes. Um, but for me, that's definitely the biggest struggle. And um, I don't know. Maybe I can come on again and talk about it. What if I if I ever learn yeah. how to how to do that? <laughs> that would be great. I think I've tried every tool that's out there. And you know what I have to do after we're done with the show? I have to go back and look at the. There's like a live tracker that I use. I have to go back and look at that to try to record yeah, totally. my time after the fact because I just was too lazy to push the button. <laughs> how hard is that? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so it's like for me, I do like I try and look at Git commits. I try and look at yeah. Slack. Yeah. Calendar events. It's kind of like this amalgamation of um, different artifacts of my day. Yeah. Well, with yeah. that, I'll, I'll have to say that we are out of time. <laughs> 
and we've lost track <laughs> of it ourselves. Good segue. Good segue. But thanks, Tara. Thanks. Appreciate that. Before we let you go, Kendall, please tell us, share with us where people can find you online, please. Yeah. So um, work is canopystudios.com. Um, personally, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter account is um, Kendall, spelled in Leet Speaks. So it's K3 N. D four seven seven. And, um, I talk a lot about baseball on that. So that's it's definitely my personal, uh, personal account. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, pretty much, um, I also, I don't know, um, if we want to, uh, I do a podcast, a baseball yeah. podcast Perfect. called stolen signs. Um, the Twitter is stolen underscore signs. And I do, a another podcast about uh, environmental sustainability and integrating that into your life. And that's called group project. Awesome. That is very cool. Well, we'll have to have you on again to learn about how you're doing on timekeeping and to hear about some of these other podcasts. Kendall, thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks thanks Kendall. Great talking to you. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.